0: But before we, before we get into the baptisms, before we move forward in that part of our time together, I just want to talk to you a little bit about baptism. Um, if you're new to church, or, or perhaps you, you're new to this idea of baptism, I just want to talk for just a moment about what baptism means. And if you wanted to, to be a part of where we're going to read from in Scripture, um, we're going to read primarily from Joshua chapter 4. And so if you want to, want to see, see, read along with us, that's, that's where we'll read along with. The, this week is, is Baptism Sunday. And, and like I said, and I want to talk to you about why, why we do this. Why, why do we pause our services and, and do something totally different? Why do we rent a hot tub? To, to do this? Like, like, we don't own the hot tub. We're renting a hot Why do we invest in, in that? Why, why do I come to church in shorts when it's a blizzard outside? Why, why do we do all of this? Th- why, why is it that important that, hey, let's do, pause everything we're doing, pay a bunch of money to rent a hot tub, come to church in shorts in a blizzard? Why, why does all of this matter? Why do, go th- why do we go through all of this trouble? And so I want to talk about why we get baptized and then talk about what that baptism means. And so, so to help us understand a little bit of a picture um, on why we do this, you can turn to Joshua chapter 4. And what it says there is this. When the twelve, or, or, oh, I missed the, or, When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. Now we're going to jump down to verse 8, verses 4 through 7. Or th- th- we just read God telling Joshua, verses 4 through 7, or then Joshua going and telling the people. So we don't need to reread all of those same instructions. We'll jump down to verse 8. So the Israelites did as Joshua had commanded them. And they took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan. According to the number of the, tr- the tribes of the Israelites, the Lord had told Joshua, and they carried them over with them to their camp where they put them down. Joshua set up 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant stood. And they are there to this day. So what does this have to do with baptism? I mean, I guess there's water in the story. Um, and they, they pulled something out of the water. It wasn't people, but it was stones. That's kind of like baptism. Well, to help us see what it means, I, I want to give you just a little bit of context of what we just read. Um, the Israelites, this is an Old Testament story, and the Israelites had just come out of captivity in Egypt. They had been slaves in Egypt for 400 years. And then that's where the the story of Moses comes in as he leads the people out of Israel and into the promised land. But there's this moment in the story where the people have to choose between what they see and what God's told them. And, And what they see is there's giants in the land, the land that God has called them to take it doesn't look like they can take it, but God has told them, "You can take this land." And so they're put in this position where they have to choose between what their eyes see and what God tells them, And they choose what their eyes see. They say, "I know God told me this, but, but I, I, I just can't see it. I don't believe it." And so as, as a punishment for their lack of faith, they're, they're not allowed to enter the promised land for 400 years, or sorry, for 40 years. And so they have to wait for 40 years. And then Joshua rises up and he's the next leader after Moses. And he's the one who brings the people into the promised land. And so as we read about them crossing the Jordan River, this is the story of them entering into the land that they didn't believe they could enter into. That, that they could, they God can't do that. And now we're reading the account of God doing that very thing. And so when, 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 when God says, take 12 stones up out of the river and, and set them up, it's to act as a reminder. Hey, remember the thing that that, God, that you said I couldn't do. Set up a reminder to remind yourselves that I did that. And so God commanded them to make a monument, make a moment, make a symbol, make a picture of God's faithfulness. In their lives and and that's what we're doing today that that's what we're doing when we're baptized we are creating a moment creating a marker a reminder in the lives of those people who are getting baptized of what God has done in their lives that that they will be able to remember this moment. They may may remember the moment when they accepted Jesus, and then this can serve as a reminder again of right. Remember what God does. And as they go through life, and they go through really hard moments and difficult moments, and they think, does God still love me? Or they question, am I really a child of God? They can have this moment to remember. This moment in their life where they, right, I was baptized, that was a picture of God's love for me. That was a picture of God's faithfulness to me. And so, that's why we're being baptized today, and that's why we go through all the trouble of this. But I also want to talk about what it means for us to be baptized. Now, with this being a family service, want to have a little moment here for some of the kids. And so, so we're going to watch a quick little video on the screen and they'll explain to, you, to all of us what
1: baptism is. What exactly is baptism? Well, first let's talk about what baptism is not. Baptism isn't the same thing as being born again. It's not a way to get to heaven and it doesn't make God love you any more than he already does baptism is simply a way to let everyone know that you've been born again and you've chosen to follow Jesus. It's pretty simple too. You'll get in some water and a pastor will say a few things, then they'll dip you under and bring you right back up. That's all there is to it. Now you might be thinking, I would love to tell everyone that I follow Jesus, but why do I go under water? Wouldn't it be easier to tell people with like a megaphone or a giant tattoo on my face? Well, the water is really just a symbol of what happens when we're born again. Going under the water represents our old life being washed away. Coming up out of the water shows that we are starting a new life with Jesus. We do it this way because it's the way Jesus did it. The Bible tells us in Matthew 3.13 how Jesus himself was baptized just like this when he was here on the earth. And since we want to follow Jesus in everything we do, being baptized is an important step to take after we make Jesus our Lord. Think of it like a jersey. When someone is on a sports team, they wear a jersey so that everyone can see which team they're on. When we're born again, we become a part of God's team. But we shouldn't just stop there. Being baptized is like putting on the jersey. So everyone can see that we love Jesus and we've chosen to follow him. So if you've been born again and you haven't been baptized yet, what are you waiting for? It's time to put on your jersey and show everyone whose team you're on.
0: So, so what is water baptism? Water baptism is being fully submerged or immersed into water as a public declaration to the world that, that you are a follower of Jesus. Jesus and his disciples were all water baptized and, and they also baptized new believers as they carried out their ministry. That we see Jesus and his disciples being baptized and then as they go about preaching Jesus, all of his disciples, we see them baptizing. So what is water baptism? First, baptism is our first act of obedience. When Jesus gave us the great commission, the thing that he gave to all of his followers is a road map for what it means to follow Jesus. Once we're followers of Jesus, what, what, what were we supposed to do? And then, when somebody else becomes a follower of Jesus, what are we to tell them they're supposed to do? And so Jesus said this to us when giving us sort of the pattern for this. He said, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus gives us a two-step process to follow and a a two-step process for us to give other people to follow. First, become a disciple of Jesus. Become a follower of Jesus. And then second, get baptized. Those are the two steps of what we're supposed to do. Once we're a follower of Jesus, what's the first step? Baptized. Baptized get baptized. That, that's what we're supposed to do. It's our first step of obedience, the, the first thing that we're called to do. And when somebody, so when somebody comes to Jesus, they get baptized. See, baptism isn't a level to be achieved. It's not a, a, a something to be unlocked in our lives. It's, it's not a special or unique calling for some or for few or for the best of us. If you're a follower of Jesus, you've been called to be baptized. And if you are a follower of Jesus and, and you have not been baptized, we're, we're missing step one. That, that's, that's step one of our journey. And so we don't have to do step one. You can, you can not be baptized. But but really, the first thing we're supposed to do, we're supposed to be, if we a follower of Jesus, first thing we're supposed to do is get baptized. Second thing for us today that baptism means is that baptism shows us that we're cleansed from our sins through Jesus. See, it talked about in the video, and and it's true, and it's right, and it's an honest understanding. Baptism is not required for salvation. Getting baptized doesn't cleanse you from your sins. You're You're not covered in your sins until you go through baptism. See, baptism doesn't have that kind of effect. Rather, baptism is a picture of something that's already taken place. It's the picture of the story of our lives because of Jesus. That, that we are no longer who we used to be. It's, an, uh, it's a picture of us being able to say, I'm not that old person anymore. Those old actions, those old thoughts, that old attitude, that old life. That, that's not me anymore. They're gone, they're dead, and they're buried. And, and that's why when we baptize you, we, we put you under all the way under. We don't just sprinkle on top of you. We don't dump a pitcher of water on you. We don't put you halfway under. We don't put you three quarters of the way under. For, for Gianna and for John and for Keith, they're going all the way under this morning. Because all of you goes under with Jesus. Everything you are, it's a picture of that moment. Everything that you were before Jesus came into your life, you're not anymore anymore. When we baptize you in the name of Jesus, it's a picture that, that we're cleansed of our sins. I don't care how gross, how wicked, how evil what you did was, what you participated in. The Bible tells us that though your sins are like scarlet, that they might be like crimson, they will be made white. You will be made white again. Whatever the sin stain is on your life, through Jesus, you're wiped clean. You are cleansed from all unrighteousness. You are cleansed from the filth and the evil and the wickedness. But when we're cleansed in the name of Jesus, that old self that is defined by all of those things, it's not just put on pause and it's not just, just kind of put off to the side. It dies. It go, and the picture is it goes under the water. And we don't just just come up with a new life. We don't just come up with just simply a, a fresh start or a new start. But we come up cleansed from all the stains of that old life. It's a picture of you being washed clean. Now there is some like chlorine chemical stuff in the water to keep the water from... All of that. So, so it does help clean you a little bit. This doesn't replace your shower tonight, Keith. Um, but um, but it, it is an opportunity to be, have a picture of being washed clean. All the sin, all the shame, all the things that have stained us, they're gone now. And when we come up out of the water, it's this amazing picture of being washed clean. And the last thing for us that, that baptism means is that we're washed clean, but we also move forward new. It's symbolic of our laying down of our, our, old lives, our old dreams, our old desires, our old wants that, that I allowed to define me, that I laid down all of that. And when we come up, we're washed clean of that. But now there's a new statement where we're saying, Jesus, here is my life. You are what defines me now. It's your dreams and your desires, what you want for me. That's now what I want. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 will say it like this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. All the old things are gone, but they're not just gone, there's something to replace them. The new is here the old life the old thinking the old person it's gone and in Christ we're made new when we go down under the water and when we come up it's a picture that or it's a picture of the fact that in Christ we are new creations with new passions new cravings new desires a new purpose and a new identity and so as we talked about there being this marker for these folks who are being baptized, and if you've been baptized, you have this marker as well. These are the things that we can remind them of, these are the things that they will be able to be reminded of. They are a new creation, their past is behind them, and they will have this moment to remember because of that. I stand in front of the mirror. Thanks again for being a part of this message from Hillside Church. We pray that God was able to speak to you through what was shared. We're so grateful to be able to share God's word with our church community and family. That includes you. And we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hillside Airdrie. You can contact us through email at info at hillsideairdrie.ca or you can go to hillsideairdrie.ca and click on contact us from the main menu or you can find our pastoral team contact by clicking on Our Pastors from the Our Church drop-down menu. Our vision for everyone that shares in Hillside Church is that they would know God, know His hope, know His purpose, and know His power in their lives. And we pray this message ministered to you. At Hillside Church, we're a family not by blood, but a family that's been bought by blood. As family we go.
1: Everything has been changing.
0: You haven't left a stone unturned, anything I've been facing, oh, I'll keep standing on your word. Child of the most high God and the most
1: high God's for me it's who I am